If you have a good presence and you're consistent with it, that is one tip I can share after 24 years in market. Consistency will be your friend. Consistency will move the needle. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, today we have two special guests. We have Tiffany Larson from Portland Real Producers. Hi, Tiffany. Hey, guys. And we have Chris Larson with Oswego Real Estate Group. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey. So we're going to talk. We're going to have some fun, but we're going to talk about mixing print marketing and network marketing, right? Because you guys do that really, really well, and we want to teach people, you know, a little bit more about it and how you do it, why you do it, and things like that. And probably... 90% of the time when you talk to someone now and you say, oh, I'm doing print, and they're like, what? Like, isn't that yeah. dead? Yeah, that's isn't? dead. Print yeah. is dead. As they're like holding a magazine under their arm. Right. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't have anything about Brad and Angelina's relationship or whoever the hot ticket is now, I don't care. You want to know a fun, a fun trick that you can do if you're working on your own marketing is pick up one of those magazines, like a tabloid magazine, and look at their headlines and stuff that they use. And they're always really short. They're to the point. They have lots of like expletive language in it and stuff. Totally. It's a good way to like figure out how to like make your own posts and <laughs> update your Twitter language and stuff. Makes sense. So let's learn a bit, a little bit more about you guys. So Tiffany, tell us about Portland Real Producers. Yeah. So what we have with Portland Real Producers is it's a platform consisting mainly of a monthly magazine, as you said, Matt, right. print that we make no apologies for because of how targeted and succinct it really is. So we develop this monthly magazine for the top 500 realtors here in the Portland market. And what's so interesting about that is 500 might sound underwhelming, but the top 500 agents out of almost 10,000 or even slightly over 10,000 oh licensed realtors in the Portland DMA, the top 500 are responsible for 92.3% of all wow. volume bought and sold in the most recent 12 months. So it's not even 80-20. This is 93-7. Wow. Um, so going to that top 500 and developing a magazine that doesn't just talk at them, it actually incorporates them very, very well. We highlight a top producer themselves is always on the cover, so someone in that top 500 field, but we're sharing their human interest story. Why'd you get into the business? What do you love about it? What is challenging about it? What do you foresee happening in 2020? So that the rest of the field has, you know, something also too to look forward to, to learn about the colleagues that they're very often involved in transactions with. So we so had Shelly Zavitz that was in your magazine oh, yeah. on the show about yeah. four or five episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's fantastic. Yeah. And so a top producer, a rising star in the industry is featured. She was a rising star. She was a rising star. Someone who's just busting it, who's been in the business only a couple of years, but really doing well and making a name for themselves. And then we feature brokerages and sort of the difference because you're seeing a lot of various brokerages in today's market. And then 
topical, fun, but relevant. Relevant, relevant. You'll probably hear me say that a lot today, but relevant to the audience that's receiving it. Relevant to practicing real estate here in Portland specifically, even down to real pets is a feature we have what? in it. You know, realtor and their and their pooches, their four-legged friends. But well, the people, magazine people is outside of Portland may not realize it, but if you go into an office in Portland, people have their pets there. That's not Absolutely. a normal thing in the rest of the world, I don't we think. Love, not. We yeah. love our pets, yes. Like even like retail stores, you go in, there's like right. dog barking. In Fully the welcome. Absolutely. And so just cute, fun, human interest. But all that to say, that goes into a monthly print publication that is highly pictorial. It's chock full of human interest. You've got a field of folks who are also relatively competitive, so they like to see what else is going on. We publish the top 150 every month, and we get a lot of feedback on that. But in addition to the monthly magazine, we do events, but we do three or four, and we do them and hope to do them very well. So we're not looking to do dozens of events throughout the year because it is a decent part of our platform, but we want to do a couple and do them really well. And then we also have a social media component, of course. So why don't we talk about events for a minute? Because hold on, I'm going to stop okay. you for a change. Take that society. <laughs> Go ahead. Chris. Yes, sir. What do you do? So I am a principal managing broker at Oswego Real Estate Group. I've been selling real estate in Portland here for about 15 years. I'm in the top 100 pretty consistently for the marketplace. And we basically focus on luxury, upper end to luxury real estate in Lake Oswego, Westland, Dunthorpe, kind of the surrounding communities. And yeah. we're very niche. We're a boutique brokerage and we have really done a nice job of growing our business by going more local and a little less trying to be everything to everyone. You know, I think that uh, it's counterintuitive for real estate agents to think, well, I, why would I just focus on one specific community or one specific area? I, don't, I never want to lose a sale. I want to be all things to everybody. And actually, you can do more by doing less. And it took me 12 years in the business to figure that out. But yeah, we've been we've been rebranded as Oswego Real Estate Group for about the last three and a half years. And it's been a boom to our business. That's awesome. I hear the everything to everybody from a real estate agent or a brokerage probably every single week. Mm -hmm. every Who's your year ideal customer? Since anybody with a pulse. Right. No. If you're going to buy or sell anything, yeah. you know, and that's. Yeah. Anybody who needs a home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. You shouldn't have to drive from like the coast over to, no. you know, Gresham or you shouldn't have to make that trip multiple times a week to sell a house. Right. I, right. It's much better to focus where you know everything about that town. Because if I asked you right now, hey, where's a good spot to go to dinner? Right. You're not like, going to cool, know that. You're going to have to what do you eat? research it just as much. But if right. you can Where is a resources. good spot to go to dinner in like Oswego? Ooh. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, I like seafood. Yeah. Sea oh, seafood. Seafood. I'm thinking. Well, there's Oswego Grill. There's Five Spice. Yeah. Yeah. Five Spice is good. It's got is a it Nicolette's like table. Mm -hmm. What's that? Is it Nicolette's table? Nicolette's table. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, good Italian. But uh, the one thing with Lake Oswego is everything shuts down about nine o'clock. Right. So there is not. We're a sleepy uh, community. Yeah, yeah. You have to go to the, you have to go to the Firehouse Pub or the Gemini right. uh, okay. if you want to hang out past nine o'clock in Lake Oswego. Right. But Lake Oswego's. It's not like it's far from the rest. Ten of town, minutes right? from Portland, yeah. right? It's right. not yes. far. No, it's not far. It's, it's like connected jump. to Portland, isn't it? Like right. The north Pretty close. And yep. So you, you said it earlier, you both niche down, right? Pretty yes. hard in mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. And you do events and things like that. So Chris, you do it in the open house side of things. Mm -hmm. And Tiffany, you do it with your gatherings and your networking events that you guys put on quarterly or whatever like that, right? Uh -huh. And you make it specific and you make it memorable, 
right? So you've done a white party. Uh Tell us about the white party. I think that's a great example. Uh, That's a fun one to talk about. For me, I often think you got to kind of think in the mind of who you're creating these events for, right? We're looking to attract busy real estate agents with fluid schedules. Mm-hmm. They're invited and to a lot of things, a lot of various potential vendor partners or industries are clamoring to do more business with them because they refer to a lot of different resources. And so we try to start with the end in mind when it comes to an event. And then our vendor partners themselves, which we work with Matt, you know, and, and you guys and you, Jeremy, to help connect you not only to those agents doing the work, but also other partners in the space, companies that are looking to get focused and target realtors themselves, right? So we want to think about who are we looking to get to come to this event and why would they want to come? So rather than just standing around drinking another glass of wine and a stale piece of cheese, you know, what else can I add to this? So As an example, you ask about the Winter White event that we did at Freeman Motors last winter. And so I went out to the showroom to meet with Eric and crew out at Freeman Motor Company and just said, now this would be a fun, interesting place to have an event because you got a lot of gorgeous luxury vehicles around European vehicles of all makes and models. But what else could we do to sort of level it up? A theme to me is always fun. So it was the doldrums of winter. And we said, you know, got the winter blues, come join us for some winter white fun. And we had Eric and crew move on the top part of the showroom where the event was. I said, how hard would it be or how mad would you be at me if I ask you to change out the 10 or 12 cars I see here and make sure each one of them is white? And so they did that. And we brought in dozens and dozens of white balloons. And we had the caterer that we partnered with do a smattering of all white and silver and off-white and cream, you know, Chris, is that your white desserts? <laughs> car that was up at that event? What? It's the same brand Ooh, or same I- model of car. Is it the uh, I- No, we had, I think we bought the oh, okay. after, after that, that event. event. Probably yeah, that because, was because uh, of that event. getting influenced at Freeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they so, did sell two cars out of the I event, know, which is right. great for them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they That's did. Great. They did. And then we had a sax with a whole player. Bunch of cars. Yeah, we had a saxophone player play live music just to warm up the environment. I was just thinking about winter and doldrums. Lots of white lights everywhere, twinkle lights, gave away some great prizes, just made it fun and thematic. Asked people to wear white. All of our team dressed, you know, in white. A lot of brokers showed up and and said, oh, I wore my white. And it just makes for a fun and interesting time when you can throw a theme in there, make it consistent, something fun and different, something to look at, which were, of course, the cars and and things. No, it was was a good event. And, uh... You know, we made some good contacts at that event. And we love going to your events because, I mean, real estate agents specifically may not really be our target market, Mm -hmm. but brokerages for one, yeah. But the other vendors are who we're trying to Mm -hmm. talk to, right? Because, you know, a big part of our business is people who sell things to real estate agents. Yes. So, you know, those are the people that we're trying to meet when we're there. Right. And, uh, and how do you find yeah, and connect great. with that? And, and we've connected industry. with several vendors that we do work with now at your events. So I so think that's been really that's powerful a good point us. too. It's, it's connecting with not just realtors, but it's the vendors. And you're not inviting or maybe, well, no, you're not inviting vendors and people that are doing this work and stuff on these houses that aren't busy all the time and that don't do excellent work. Yeah, they're vetted. Yeah, you're connecting high quality people with other high quality people and just showing them like, look, here's another connection that you can make in this area that you may be in or whatever the case is. But 
facilitating that in a way that's not super networky. Yeah. And there, there's this feel when you walk into a room for networking, you're like, oh, I got to put on my business face and ask right. them and about- the card and have a stale conversation. Right. Yeah, how do I, what do I say or what do I do? That's the thing. We want to create an environment that generally kind of starts and ends with fun. People enjoy something that is going to be like, oh, that has an element of, of, of fun and relaxation to it, but also has some purpose. We know, you know, my team knows that we're there to help connect people in the like-minded space. And like Matt pointed out, we are looking to say to this top producing field of realtors, hey, doing what you do, you oftentimes need eight, nine, 10 different folks, uh, affiliate partners, you know, preferred vendors that you are your go-to for the various industries to literally close your deals, help close these deals successfully for you. We want you to know that we feel this is a field that many have come by way of referral from other top producers. We take it very seriously that we are vetting these folks, that they do quality work, they're active in the space. But what that does attribute to is a great energy of folks in a room. And again, it comes down to, and I kind of do this, I know we're only audio here, but my fingers are coming together in a point. You know, we're getting very poignant, very specific. A couple key relationships that can come out of this type of networking can mean a sizable increase to any one of our partners' business. We don't have to try to help see to it that we're connecting you with thousands of new people. Right. We're connecting with you, even with a few over a year's time of the right people, business goes up. Well, that's something like we had talked about before. And if one of like Chris's clients calls him up and they don't say, hey, could you give me the names of five roofers? Yeah, right? They're exactly. like, who's your roofer? And he's like, it's this guy. And they go, okay, oh, yeah. I'm going to use that one. Matt and Jeremy, the story that, yeah, like Chris, even when he's in the middle of a transaction, wouldn't you say it's fair to say that eight or nine or 10 referrals are made and your client's not saying to you, Easily. oh, okay, well, we have this leak in the roof. You, They just say, well, who, call, they even have him call. Right, can you call this guy? And they don't say, well, well let's, let's, three or four or five of them. And then the other thing that I see happen all the time, being that we're in the same household, is that it'll be three, four or five years later and someone will say, oh, our HVC, you know, our furnace finally went out. Who's your HVC guy? Who's the, and again, it's, they just say, and he says, oh, call so-and-so. This is who. And they say, great. Thanks, Chris. Because it's a very relational business. I mean, buying and selling homes, you're working with folks on some of the biggest, you know, personal transactions yeah. they'll ever make in their life. And so you become a very, very much a trusted resource to these folks. It's a lot different too than like, you know, if it's something where it's high volume business, like maybe you're um, property manager and you've got to get the carpets cleaned in 20 of 200 apartments every month, then sure. you'll have five carpet cleaners because you got to have enough that can come in and get the job done. But you're not necessarily saying who is the best. You're saying who can I count on to get this done? And if they're too busy, who else can I call? Absolutely. And it's different, yeah. you know, when you have a, it doesn't matter if it's a $200,000 house or a $2 million house. You're like, I want the person who's going to get the thing done yeah. properly, you know, treat me right. Timely fashion. And, right. Yeah, and you're not going to refer someone who you don't trust to make you look good. Sure. Right. So it's important that the vetting, I think, is probably one of the most important things for your events. And this is where there's a failure I see in a lot of business events that, that companies have. They go, all right, we're going to have a networking event at my office. Let's invite 
everyone from every industry I can think of to try and fill the room. And right, then I'm going to go to Costco. People. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not to dig on Costco. I love Costco. Yeah. Favorite place ever, almost. But there's a difference between having something, quote unquote, catered by Costco and having it catered by a local An actual restaurant caterer. or <laughs> caterer, Elephant's right? Yeah. Elephants is phenomenal. Oh right. my goodness. And now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. So, uh, Chris, I want to jump to you real quick because you're doing how many transactions a year do you do? It varies year to year, but anywhere from 30 to 45 sides a, a year. Right. With, so that's huge. Yeah. And right? aver- average price is about a million bucks. Right. And so. when you, let's say you have a house on the market, you get an offer you automatically start making phone calls, right? Correct. So you call what, an inspector? And what's your process and how did you get to know those people? Yeah, so for like a buyer, for example, yeah, you're thinking about three things, right? General home inspection, a radon, and a sewer. Like those are non-negotiable. So I have a team that has worked for me uh, for a while and I basically make all those calls. I set all those inspections up. The buyer basically phones in a credit card. And then from there, it's just depending upon the condition of the home and what else is needed. Like the inspector does the inspection, then all of a sudden something comes back on the roof. Now we need a roofer involved or there's mold. Now we need a mold mitigation or an environmental company involved. Like you could have an, potentially in a transaction just before you even close the house, not counting the lending or the title or any of that kind of stuff. I could have eight or nine people involved in that. And so it's very, you know, contractors. So it's very important that you're, you're going with people that A, can respond quickly and B, that do a good job and that are, you know, priced right for the, for the clientele. But almost always people are like, just make the call, make it happen. They're busy. They're, they're traveling for work or they're taking care of kids or they're, and they so know you're doing they it know you're, in that space all the time. Yeah. So they know to trust you. Right. Well, who do you use that is yeah. good and reliable? Then that doesn't even also account for the extra, the things that people just want to do to a place once they move in or the visions they may have. Especially on. if you're moving, right? Yeah. Who's your hardwood guy? Who's like, your painter? If who's your designer? Out, who's your window? covering person. I we mean, get tons of people move here from California, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in like Oswego, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know anybody here. No. Right? Right. Well, the bigger the bigger number that's kind of crazy is, so of the top 500 last year that did, you know, the majority of the business, it's like 24,000 transactions. It's crazy. Wow. And if I'm making, you know, let's say on average seven to nine referrals per deal, that number is staggering. Right. And so if you can show a business, hey, look, you have you can have access or you can you can get in front of these people that are making, you know, tens of thousands of referrals a year, just getting a handful of them to use you as their trusted resource mm-hmm. could could change right. the trajectory of your business significantly. And it's so helpful to people. Like so we do a lot of business networking, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Sure. Right. And we're in business networking at, I guess I would call it like multiple kind of income levels, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we have some higher end events that we go to, like some of your events. We have some, you know, we go to kind of some local events. So like we go to Top Golf and have a couple beers and smack some balls with, you know, some real estate agents and some insurance people and stuff, right? But when somebody comes into like my neighborhood HOA group on Facebook and says, hey, do you know a painter? Who knows a painter? I'm like, I know these three painters, I know which one is probably the best for your property and your price range. So you should use this person. Absolutely. It's It's a total rock in the pond effect, right? right? I mean, 
you're putting folks of like type industries together, connecting them, but then they're going to have more conversations and more situations right. where we can help expand those business opportunities for each other. And, and you get to be the connector, right? Because you're, you're introducing all these people, mm -hmm. but then each of them also is a connector because they also know mm -hmm. each other, right? I mean, think, think about the movers we just used. Oh my goodness. We have a moving company that we, it's the first one, it's the first one we had even connected with to share right. real producers, the platform with them. Hey, we think this is a glaring category, a glaring opportunity for a moving company. Yeah. And you guys seem to be very reputable and credible and do a lot of work. We want to come meet yeah. with you. They joined us in the publication. All services moving. Yeah. And, Give them a plug. Um, all service just said, I don't know, we don't necessarily do print and this kind of thing. Right. And then we explain the platform and, and, and the concept behind it. Again, you're getting really targeted amongst a group of folks that could potentially send you a lot of business. And it really doesn't take hundreds of them doing it, even a couple more agents, you know, referring you. But anyway, Chris and I just used them for our personal move twice because right. we kind of had to do it in two different chunks with some storage in between. Then... We referred them to the very next deal. Chris was closing three days later. The Mephees didn't say, well, wait, give me a couple. They just said, oh, that's who you just used? Right. We bragged on them on our personal social media, on our real producer social media, on another marketing you know, social medium site I have. Then I have a friend. Four days later, text me. Teresa Antonis texts me and says, who was the mover you were bragging about on your right. Facebook page? Right. Sent them a job. They used them for their personal move. Then they moved a rental house with them two weeks later over to Bend. Then they had to. They found out short notice they had to move their mom into an assisted living facility. Wow. She used them three times in a month. It's incredible. Right. So you've had six referrals for them. So, and, and then I don't even know what else is going to happen or has yeah. potentially happened or any phone call or any other real estate right. broker. And then Chris just closed another sale two weeks later from that. Who, who should we use? Or he'll proactively say, hey, you guys have a mover yet? Use all service. They just did a great job for us personally. There's just power in, in going targeted and a, a, a sort of a rifle approach rather than... Well, and that's really what the platform, the magazine really is. It's almost like a, it's a Facebook in print and it's a little bit of a, like a referral network, right? Yeah. That's already built in. It's already baked into the product and agents are used to referring. And so being able to put trusted partners and partner with them, we've actually said, Tiffany said no to people that has had have contacted us. We start looking at their Yelp reviews and other things. It's like, we couldn't, we don't feel good about putting that out there as right. a trusted partner. Right. You know, it's tough. We don't want to just take, she doesn't want to just take a, anybody's check that'll clear. Right. It, it really becomes a reflection of us, the magazine, the product, and, and who we put in front of this top 500 community. Yeah. We said it, trusted. Like mm -hmm. you have to trust the people that you're referring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you hand off that referral and they screw the pooch, yeah, it, it comes out. Right. It all blows back on you. Yeah, right. it blows yeah. back on you. So, And that also can affect your own business down the road too because somebody... If they have a bad experience with someone that you referred, that may stop yeah. them from referring you. Yeah. Right? And Absolutely. that's, you know, you definitely don't want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about it, but, and, and the magazine is a very small, really, relatively portion of what you do. You connect people. You're a connector. That's mm -hmm. what you do. You tell people about things that are happening, people to use and stuff like that. So are you really worried? Because people said it like, who reads magazines anymore? Who reads print? When was the last time you opened the newspaper that actually came to your house? Like, are you kind of worried that print is going to go away? Or did you niche down enough that you're like, nah, whatever. It is what it is. Jeremy, that's the key. And I can sum it up in a word if I had to. 
relevant. What we are putting in print for the folks that are physically receiving that, free of charge, you know, non-subscription, we're mailing this to them, it's relevant. Mm. It's different than anything else that they're being bombarded with. It's not cookie cutter, cut and dry, just realtor information. It is fun, relevant, pictorial content amongst Portland, Oregon and practicing real estate in Portland, Oregon and the field of folks that do the work and they can pick up some fun potential tips from each other, everything from that to just... It's just interesting to well, them, and so that, I don't worry about it. Kind of that modern marketing approach that you see out nowadays a lot of times is I'm going to go with like top of funnel where I need to get a million people <laughs> I have to reach. And of that million, I know only 1% are going to like kind of trickle down to the next layer to the middle of my, my sales funnel. And of those, then I'm going to retarget them with some more advertising and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to drill those down to the 500 people that I need to talk to when with the modern targeting and and stuff that you have and i mean you guys just like you do with the magazine where you give it to those people that you want to talk to for free right you get to it's, it's just like the old seth godin thing it's it's whisper to the people that you want to talk to instead of yelling at everyone to try and find those few absolutely right? and oh, if you want so, to just so throw true. spaghetti at a wall in the marketing realm and you want to spend thousands of dollars a month and not niche down just send me the money and then i'll niche it down for you and then and we can spend make a quarter of it and yeah, spaghetti. I love spaghetti. Oh, yeah. <sighs> you got to use red wine in the sauce. That's like totally. the secret, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Red wine. <laughs> it's not a real spaghetti sauce. Garlic, too. A lot of garlic. Mm. Somebody has come to us with an account and they're like spending, I'm just, just to make the numbers easy and round, I'll say $10,000 a month in Facebook ads. Uh-huh. And I look at their Facebook account and I go, um, do you do business in this area and this area, like geographical area? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you spent four thousand dollars there this month, mm-hmm. you know. Ow. Oh, do you do you deal with people over sixty five? Because you haven't excluded them. Oh no, we don't. Okay, so well, maybe we'll cut those people out too. And then, and then it's okay. So, how likely is it that people who have these traits are going to be people that like people with newborns? Right. Is that in your market? And right. they're maybe they're like a bar or something. I'm like, no, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you, there's so much targeting trimming that you could do but usually what people do is they go well my company makes lots of money and i have a credit card so ching i'm gonna do some ads right right because the self-service platforms yes yeah seem so easy Mm -hmm. but they're not right they're they're really not and crowded out there too i mean you know everybody's yelling and and throwing most of the stuff on the internet is garbage i mean just honestly right most stuff on the internet is shit i find in a world too that's so so connected. And I do a community pub as well for Lake Oswego. And what the residents tell me, the folks that the content is derived about and for says, in a world where everybody's so connected, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes. It's really nice that you're kind of lifting the garage doors a little bit again and, and taking us back that I could be connected with anyone that I went to high school with. But I mean, are we really, you know, but to know something about the family that lives six doors down from me on the same street, and now when I see them drive by and I, I wave to them, you know, I actually know a little something about them. And I like that you're connecting us again. I like that we're taking it back a little bit to just wishing people a happy birthday, you know, inside of a community pub. Because we flip through this pub and we see so many folks that we know that we're friends with or that our kids know or, or their acquaintances. And then we learn something maybe about a family or a kiddo that we didn't know a lot about, but we feel like, oh, that's cool. 
you know, they're part of our our community. The other thing that's super cool about print, and this is this is it's got shelf life. And what I look at when I invest into a magazine or I'm doing a print ad, and I've been in Lake Oswego living now for since she's launched it, it was pretty much non-negotiable. I was going to have an ad in there, right. <laughs> and I yeah. wanted an ad in there yeah. because Lake Oswego is all we, we live there. Kids go to school there. It's our target. It's our target audience. Funny story on all. I'll tell you about it, but it has shelf life. And I had an open house going on on the lake, uh, on the at house on the canal, just several years ago two years ago and this older gentleman walks in and he said, you know, you're Chris Larson. Like I kind of like right. I was in trouble. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Am I? <laughs> and I, I am. And he goes, you're in my magazine every month. And I said, Oh, you know, I just asked him which magazine he goes, well, the one on the, for the people on the lake on the Lake Oswego living. It's now community wide. But at the time we were just going to people on the lake and I, and he goes, I'm getting ready to list my house and go into some assisted living in the next two to three years. And I want to talk to you about listing it. And I'm like, I'd love to talk to you whenever that would be. I'd, I'm here to help. And I go, do you want my card? And I tried to hand him my business card. And he goes, why would I need your business card? You're my magazine every month. He goes, I'll just <laughs> my call magazine. you. My, yeah, yeah, my magazine. You're, you're my, my magazine, magazine every month. month. So I'll just call you. I'll just call you off that. And and right. it was like light went off. And and I just realized that that's, that people keep those on their coffee table. It has shelf life. They people know see coming. it. They look forward to it. And the problem it, with, and I, we, the next we market digitally as well through you, Matt, which is right. awesome. It's, we have great results with it. But what drives me nuts about social media marketing is as you, you're, you're just a scroll away from being yeah. lost. The shelf right? life is super short. It's super yeah. short. And it's like 36 hours yeah, in most cases. Yeah. And so as people scroll through those ads, they see it enough times. It's and, a reiteration. I mean, yeah. all marketing works, right? On yeah. some level, points, if, if, right? particularly when well-targeted. I mean, I'm not here to say that there's only one way to, to skin the cat. There isn't. I mean, I've been in advertising for 24 years. It's, And I like the point that, that you're making, Chris, because it all has a form of reiteration and, oh yeah, and, oh, I see that guy. I see that guy. I mean, I help him run his marketing, right? And so it's... Uh, there are many forms and formats, everything down to just his own signpost to social media or print or anything we're going to ever consider doing. If we're thinking about our ideal target, it all will have some effect, some positive effect. And we can't always count on people saying, I saw you at, I saw you in Lake Oswego Living Room. I saw your editorial in Real Producer. Or, but the thing is, is they saw you, they the the right. perception because of the combination of things when well targeted caused them to say, you know, that gentleman said to you, the first thing he said was, you just seem to be kind of the guy around here, like the guy who knows a lot about this area. But that is a combination of things and seeing him around in various sources. But back to then just what he was used to see, you're in my magazine. You know, that's what we're looking to help accomplish the actual recipient to the business. There's also a thing about, you know, when you hold something in your hand, like a print book, it just seems more valuable. And it's not that it just seems more valuable to me. I mean, there's studies that they've taken stuff and they've given people Kindle books and, and other kinds of materials and stuff. And holding an actual print magazine or a print book, the things in it, they will actually survey the people and people will say that the things in it are more valuable than exactly the same things if they see them on a tablet or a television or something, right? So they think it's more valuable when they see it in print. And kind of talking about that lifetime of print, this is kind of a sort of funny, but but sort of creepy story at the same time. I went to see a company that we had done some work with in the past and the owner of the company had passed away and he left his son in charge of the company. And when I went to his office, my book that I had given his dad was still on the shelf. And he knew my name because it was on the book. And I never gave him my book, right? So I want to circle back a little bit to- People when, don't throw away magazines and books. They keep them like forever. Yeah. yeah. 
Unless the electricity goes out and it's apocalypse time and I need fire starter, I'll totally. sure. keep it, right? <laughs> and we're only a few years away, it's going to happen, but we're, we're good. So you had talked about, you do marketing and you do it in many different facets. Chris does it, you do it, Matt does it. A lot of business owners do it. But the thing that I've seen in your marketing, and Chris's specifically, because he's the one that I see more often, right, is it all has a very specific brand and feel. You're very rarely, if ever, wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and flip-flops. Like that just doesn't happen in your marketing material. Like it might happen where you're going to the beach or something someday and you take a picture and whatever. But when it comes to your actual brand and your actual marketing, it's very focused and targeted and may change a little bit from medium to medium. You might be a little bit different than on Facebook than you are in a print magazine. Is there a reason that you would want to do that? Or is there a reason that you do that that our listeners may not know? Or is that just kind of, I've been doing this so long, this is just the way it is. I know it's kind of a curveball, but. Consistency. You can even be non-creative, but if you are consistent, you will win. If you have a good presence and you're consistent with it, that is one tip I can share after 24 years in market. Consistency will be your friend. Consistency will move the needle. So identify that target with Oswego Real Estate Group we know what the 80% of folks that, that Chris is likely to help and has the most expertise to help in an area of Portland. This is where he was born and raised. This is what he knows and what he does. He can answer questions about the Lake Oswego, Westland, Dunthorpe area. That's home. That's what he does primarily. It doesn't mean he can't and won't sell outside of that area by any means because there are still people that hire the person, right? And they say, but, well, we're moving into that area or out of that area, but would you still help us? Or or whatever, you came very strongly referred to us. And he'll do that and he'll do an exceptional job. But we don't shy away from the idea that this is really what he knows and what Oswego Real Estate Group and Chris can offer. But we just remain consistent with look, feel, logo, brand, because we identify that, you know, the, that likely target, the, the, the ideal clientele, market to them, not to thousands more beyond that, just because they're not as likely to initiate him and his service. But keep it consistent Stay in that same visual of I just see that I just see I see right, you stay I on see brand. your brand. Yeah. Well, but if he changes and not that he doesn't look or feel or dress a certain way or like you were saying, but if he was always in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, stay there and do that and don't be afraid of that because there's someone that will love that and hire that and that will appeal to them and they'll relate to that. That will be in my second career when I'm selling That's property right. in the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will be in flops and a Hawaiian shirt. But the other thing too, and Tiffany's really helped us develop this and launch it is real estate agents are narcissistic at, <laughs> in a lot of cases. And, and if you look, you go through a lot of social media posts right. and stuff about agents, it's about them and how much they've done and how I big they are. And I sold this and I'm so awesome. And check out me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And we've kind kind of taking a step back and said, well, everyone's doing that, that how does that help the consumer? And what, what kind of a message does that send to the consumer? 
because really, how to win friends and influence people. It's about. I tell you it's what, message it sends. It sends the message that the real estate agent is Batman and the customer is Robin, and yeah. nobody wants to be Robin. <laughs> well, exactly. No one yes. wants to be Robin. <laughs> no, it, it's right. all about you. It's like ugh, it, it's where the so customer hard. should be the hero. Yeah. yeah, and you should be the guide it, in the story. Exactly. Absolutely. And so we, we have changed and flipped his marketing upside down. Yeah, we've talked a lot about that. Man what's going to be in print and yeah. live and land? Because it is. It's about the clients. It's about them. People want to know what it's going to feel like to work with Chris Larson should they choose to hire Chris Larson. Great. You've sold a jillion billion dollars. Wonderful. But what is my Neat. experience going to feel like? Am I going to be treated well? Are you going to walk me through if it gets difficult or dicey? Do you care about what we want? So we've just reversed it and, and you can make yeah, we've made it. We've, 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 we've run, we've run for the last year in like us, we go living magazine, a gratitude campaign where we've flipped it and we've made it about the a client. Picture Thank of the you. Clients. Client. And they give their, what they want to say about Chris you know, their experience, a, a quote, just a, this is the testimonial. This is, we really enjoyed our experience with Chris. We had a really interesting situation. We never thought we would get on the lake, which has been our dream for years. And he was able to do, you know, get over asking for our house and make this very complicated process that we felt might've been impossible possible. And we just, he was incredible and so professional and, and just filled our every need. Thank you so much, Chris. But then it was just, thank you, Scalern family, you know, and the three fourths of the page. I said, yeah, you've got a gorgeous glamour shot and I think you're handsome as heck, but you can be this at the bottom and your Oswego real estate disc. We're going to keep that consistent. But three fourths of this full page needs to be your clients and what their experience was with you. That's what people want to know. Again, it's counterintuitive to what's going on out there. Rather than thinking you got to say, I'm the best. Look at all, look at all of what I sold. Because you do that, you think you're building credibility and and edifying Well, I mean, yeah, there is credibility and, and, and there's some trust building there, but, but but honestly, like if you follow anything about using story in business, like Donald Miller's yes. building story, story brand, brand, right? Amazing. And story brand, I mean, you know, like he didn't invent that, right? I mean, that that comes out of the, I mean, there's this old book. I think it was, there's only 10 stories or something. I can't remember what the original book was called. But once you know the, the bullet points of stories, then you see it everywhere. It's like, I'm the worst person to watch a movie or TV show with because I know it's going to happen because I know all the story points. But if it's a business story, it is everyday life is kind of going along as normal, right? And then something happens, there's an instigating event. And an instigating event is like, my husband is getting transferred or my wife said we should retire, you know, in Like Us We Go and move out of California or, you know, we're tired of wildfires or whatever it is, right? There's right. some kind of some event, yep. right? So that kicks off the story. And what happens is they find out that they can't do it themselves. There's some kind of obstacle they can't overcome. Otherwise, everybody would just do it themselves, right? They'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to hammer down a sale for sale sign in my yard and, and post a price on my house and we will be done, right? But right. that's not the way it works. So something <laughs> happens that they need some help. So they have to find someone to help them, right? They're not looking for Superman. They're looking for a guide, like someone to show them how to get over the problems that they have because that person has solved those problems in the past. Yes. And if you look at every single movie, right, it's Luke Skywalker Star needs Obi-Wan yep. to teach him the ways of the Force so he can, you know, go on his grand adventure or whatever, right? Every movie is like that, right? What was it? Hunger Games is Katniss. Is that the name of the character yeah, in it? And Good Hamish, memory. is that right? <laughs> yeah. The, Hamish, yep. the guide? Yep. Because he used to be in the <clears throat> events or whatever, and so he knows what happens, right? So anyways, that's the thing is, is you got to be the guide in the story, 
because the main character in the story is the one who's like, they don't know if they have what it takes to overcome the problem. They don't know what the solution is. They don't know how things are going to work out. They're scared. They don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And you're the guide. You're the one who's like, says, oh, I've done this before. I can help you through this. I can help us come to a conclusion. We can avoid the negative consequences of not doing it correctly and get the positive outcome that you're looking for. And if you can explain that story in your marketing, then that's the job is done. Mm -hmm. So what happens though is just like you were saying, and it's not just real estate agents. It's like every business owner, right? (laughs) Right. We feel like we got to talk about They're like, I am the greatest. What I do, what I do. My business, my grandfather started this plumbing company in 1924 and yada, yada, yada. And we have, you know, 14 trucks and, and whatever. And, and we're honest and trustworthy, just like every other person on the internet is. Yeah. And I mean, this, that's great. You're like, okay, well, I believe that you've done those things, but there's no other reason for me to go with you, right? To, To choose you over anyone else. And you want your family and your home protected and, and safe and, Plumbing can be an unmitigated disaster if something goes wrong. So I'm here to make sure that we walk you through the process, teach you each step of the way what's going to happen. We'll give you a quote up front. We'll make sure that we meet that quote. We use only quality parts. We do all these things. We have the experience and we can tell you why we use those things. And that way you'll be the hero of your family because you're the one who got the toilet fixed before, you know, your family comes over, your in-laws come over for Mm -hmm. whatever next holiday coming up is. You may want to leave the toilet broken. Yeah, just well, you know, but <laughs> hotel. It is plumber, you know. Hotel. You, you know what? This one's not working, but your hotel will yeah, work. Yeah, your hotel, hotel, hotel will work great. Y'all that will definitely that. make you the hero of your family. <laughs> if you're immediate family, family is stressful. But anyway. So if you're renting out like a bed and breakfast, you can be like, need to tell the in-laws the toilet's broken? We'll take them in. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's Shit. cute. Right? That's really cute. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So, I bet you're hired, Matt, as my plumber. Nailed it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he fixed his own toilet recently. That is true. It's a big deal. I did. This is... And it was quite the... There quite the op- I was YouTube certified, so I went you, on YouTube. That's, hey, that's one right? of the best parts about YouTube. Is yeah. And there like, was a couple things that may not have been told on the YouTube about uh, how to do it, and so there was almost a catastrophe, but oh, I managed to, well, to save it. It didn't from, help that somebody didn't watch YouTube when they tried tried to fix it before and didn't they glue a That's bunch of stuff That's true. Somebody had said someone previously who owned my house had air quote ding fixed the toilet by gluing all that's the shit a, together. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a loose term in the real estate. That's right. <laughs> fixed. fixed. I've seen some amazing real estate photos. I saw one with a plug-in in a shower. Oh, like an electrical oh, outlet. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 I need one. Yeah. They have those little plastic things, <laughs> you know, that you put in for the toddlers. So it. There's a website, lighter side of real estate, I think right. is what it's called. Yeah. They've got some fun. I know stuff. those guys. Yeah. yeah those are, they got some good stuff. Uh, I'm going to look that up. All right. So we've talked about it a little bit. You did hit a point that, you know, like what would be one thing in consistency. But what, aside from consistency, if, if you, Tiffany, could give our listeners one thing that they could do to help their marketing along, what would that be? And Chris, I'm going to ask you the same thing. So start with her. She's prepared. way smarter than me. I uh, kind of figured. Shouldn't she be okay. the closer then? Oh, <laughs> oh, maybe, oh. maybe. She's got it. She's, she's got it. it. I think I want to jump in because I'm afraid Chris will steal it from me. Cause I think we, we think similarly in this, but I can give you one thing, but it's two words for your marketing. Aim small. Aim small? What? I know, right? Why it would seems you do like, that? Well, why would I want... Do you not fear getting targeted? 
You do not need to be, unless you're McDonald's and you have a 99 cent beverage campaign that you're running, and it can be relevant to just about anybody that might appeal, and you're McDonald's and you've got those budgets anyway, then you can go for the masses because you have relatively relevant, you know, product that anyone might stop and buy. Right. You have a mass consumer brand that can fit that middle market. Right. Or the majority of the consumer market sits. Right. But I just think for most small to mid-sized businesses that ask me, oh, okay, you have been in marketing for quite some time and you've been in marketing over many different types and kinds of formats. What would you say is kind of a great key is to just narrow your focus, remain consistent with your message, find who is, narrow that down when you're bringing up the examples of Facebook targeting and how many options you, if you'll slow down and pause enough, don't fear the narrow, don't fear that it's not going to hundreds of thousands of people or even a thousand people because 500 of the right people will serve you better and drive the needle as opposed to a lot of excess expenditure and waste. And a lot of times you have to look at how many clients does my business actually need? Right. How many right? could I actually even so, serve and serve well? Like right? random, no, throw out any kind of industry. Jeremy, I'll let you choose because I know you hate the plumber example. So we, we almost made pick it, one. but you said it earlier. I would say electrician. Ha, electrician. Plumber. Okay. Electrician. If you could get 400 clients a year, probably pretty reasonable for an electrician, right? Mm -hmm. It's good money, especially for doing rewiring jobs and stuff, right? At 140 so, an hour? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So if you need to get 400 people, you actually need one in a million people in the United States. So people forget the scale of how many people right. are actually in the world, right? And I mean, obviously, you can only go in a certain area. Sure. But what's Metro Portland? It's still got to be a couple million, right? The whole metro is just over three or something like that. Right. So why are people trying to market to three million people? and not trying to market to those 400 people, right. which might be a little harder to find. Okay, so maybe I got to go to 40,000 people. It's a hell of a lot cheaper yep. to reach. You know, if you got $20 CPMs on Facebook, it's $20 to reach 1,000 people. So take 40 times 20, it's 800 bucks. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than paying $1,600 a month for one billboard on the side of the freeway. Right, because when you think, and when I use those two words, aim small, but if you utilized a medium that then in, in 400 clients right. in any given year was really all you could handle and handle well, and that's a good solid business for your industry, gaining 40 more in a year, that's a good, that's a nice yeah. bump, mm -hmm. right? That's significant. That's yeah. 10%. Right? 10% is huge. Growing your business. I'd love to grow a business 10% year over year. Why and not? And then dependent, content, you know, what you spend versus what your potential return is, it can be a very smart investment. Right. And you need to know those things. You need to know your lifetime value of a client. Mm -hmm. You need to know how much you're going to make on an initial sale and hopefully not lose money on that initial sale. Right. Unless your upsell potential is massive, which there are companies that have that. Sure. But, you know, just know and your audience. you do for those folks what is that going to look like intangible? You know, you might not be able to equate that right away, but when you are hired and you do a great job for someone, that inevitable rock in the pond effect will occur from who then they'll send your way or refer to you. For and sure. And you can start your follow-up process, which we could talk about on a different oh, episode. That's a, whole mm. episode. <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. It's like, you got five hours? All right. Uh, Chris, same question. What's one piece of advice that you would give? And you can specify like realtors too, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to. I, I think this goes with for any business and, and 
my piece of advice is be counterintuitive. If the herd is running one direction and everybody's doing the same thing, do the opposite. And that sounds so like that's not good business advice, mm-hmm. but I will give you one little piece of advice that, that I did and we took and applied to Oswego Real Estate Group that literally makes us different. Every real estate sign you see, 98% of them are square or rectangle, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. right? We did round signs, okay? And that sounds like, well, well that's no, it's a shape change. That's no big deal. But here's what it is. It's a different shape than 99% of the signs right. out there. They stand out too. They I see stand it. out. And what happens is people that don't even know me or don't know that I'm a real estate broker. Oh, you're the round sign Oh, you're the oh, round the sign the round Oh, yeah. Sign. Isn't that the company, the round signs? Yeah, right. I see your signs everywhere. And I, you know, I've got like... 10 signs out there right. at any given time, maybe 12, 13. But it's like the perception is because it's different. We're everywhere. So the round sign is just, and our cards are round. And people get our cards and they're like, oh, those are cool. I've never seen a round business right. card. And they match our signs. So little things that we do that are different, but that could be extrapolated and pushed across any industry is don't do what everybody else is doing because it's tough to stand out when you're all doing the same thing. It is. So that'd be my little tip. Yeah. If you're in a crowded marketplace, then fitting in is the same as being invisible. Absolutely. And businesses die when they're invisible. Especially now. Yeah. What? And on that heavy note, sorry. Jeez. Downer. We should have started with. Oh, anyway. So thank you both for being here. It's been eye opening to say the least. And, Aim small is huge, right? It's counterintuitive to say it's huge, but it is what it is. And I think it's great advice. And going against the herd is way cool. And I'm excited to see what we can do to maybe go against the herd in this next year. 2020, year of hindsight or vision, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) But thank you guys for being here. It's been a great day. Thanks for having us. It's been been fun. My first podcast. What? Yeah. I listen to him a lot, but no one would ever let me on. Thanks for letting me in. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Just Good a hint, stuff. if you need to talk to him, it's Chris Larson at Oswego Real Estate Group. So if somebody needs to get a hold of either one of you, how would they do that? We'll start with Tiffany. Tiffany, how would they go about getting a hold of you to get in touch? Maybe see if they are a good fit for the magazine? Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I would love to connect uh, with anyone who may want to talk with us at at Portland Real Producers on Instagram or at Lake Oswego Living Magazine. And my phone number is 503-989-6718. Awesome. Perfect. Chris. Website. Website. Uh, Oswego Real Estate Group.com or they can send me an email at Chris at Oswego Real Estate Group.com. Super simple. Yeah. On both of it. Thank you guys again. And we'll see you listeners Thanks on the again. next episode. We'll talk awesome. to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Next week on Digital Marketing Masters, we speak with international speaker and the author of Content Warfare, Ryan Hanley, about marketing for small business, starting an independent insurance agency, and sidetrack into a seriously in-depth discussion on political marketing. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you. 